What's up, beer drinkers? We got another great show for you again this week. Not only do we drink and review some delicious beers, but we also have some very good discussions during the beer news segment. One has to do with the Stonewall Inn, and another one is who are beer reviews really for? For something I thought was a throwaway article, um, it made me actually really think about it. And uh, Sorcerer Chromatic and I, dive deep into it so listen up for that one and also on our cold brew list we have the top 10 fast and furious movies have you seen them i have not i'll I'll give you a heads up i am not a fast and furious guy i know they're out there and i know they're action-packed and they're fun to watch and mindless but maybe that's because maybe that's why i don't like them i watched the first like three I think uh, that was that was it for me. I was good after three, <laughs> but uh, so I I try to give my two cents on each of them. But I'm the whole time I'm looking on Wikipedia, looking at each all the the rundowns for each of them. So, <laughs> um, not a lot of I'm not a, a, a fountain of information during that segment, but it's still a fun segment. I know a lot of people like those movies, so there's that. And of course, we have our drunken shenanigans. We talk about uh, the big mega concert in L.A. with all the soul and R&B and hip hop and rap artists. It, it's it's going to be monumental. So that's what we got in our drunken shenanigans. So don't forget to follow us on Instagram and on untapped search cold brew podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back and i don't know if you guys pay attention but i actually tweeted this week i tweeted out to the arizona craft brewers guild and i said hey how about us i think it's about time for another beer fest and you know what i got i even dm'd them and they had an auto reply dm because they're away or they're too busy i forgot what it was exactly oh here it is uh we're away and can't respond right now we appreciate you reaching out if you're looking to be a brewery or an ally so then they give you the uh <clears throat> the links and the uh the email addresses to send your messages to but i'm not either and i'm not looking for any of that i just want a damn beer fest i see oklahoma had a beer fest i see um i forgot uh I forgot there, there's there's been beer fest in other states and I'm like well hey it's our turn let's go let's get with the program Arizona Craft Brewers Guild let's have a beer fest already um, at least announce one it doesn't have to be right now you know say like uh, November I think that's a great fucking month for a beer festival that's uh, the month that actually gets tolerable to stay outside for more than 15 minutes so Let's get with it, Arizona Craft Brewers Guild. I don't know if Rob Fulmer listens to the show still. I know he used to. If you, if you are, Rob, if you're listening, come on, man. It's time for a beer fest. Let's get on it. All right, speaking of get on it, let's get on with the show. What's up, Chrome? It's our turn, baby. Beer reviews. We got the beer and the Gucci is beer news. We Gucci, baby. This ain't our job, <laughs> but we're still fly. You know we're the flyers. Barely pay our rent, pay cause our all our money is spent hey, you know that's right. on barrel aid styles Ooh. and barley wines. Wine, we raise a glass to our heroes who have passed. Sports TV and movies too. Oh, top culture. We talk about anything. anything. Our shenanigans. That's right. We do 
what we want Cause we're cold brew We're cold brew, baby Coming at you pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios I am Greg He is Sorcerer Chromatic And we're here to talk about beer Yes, we are How you doing this week, man? Yeah, not bad Yeah, anything fun happened to you this week? No, um for those of you who uh, listen and, and pay attention, um, I mentioned I was supposed to go to to uh, Disney a few weeks ago. Um, you, you just that, said soon. You was... didn't. You didn't say when though. Oh, okay. Well, some of those that were really listening might have picked that up too. <laughs> okay. Uh, we had to push back that trip. So uh, oh, okay. nothing, cra- nothing crazy. I mean, it's not like we're not going. Just we're, we pushed it back. And um, smart. So I'm just uh, what's called. Just kind of a. We we didn't plan anything for, uh, crazy this weekend because uh, well we already had plans so mm-hmm. with that scrapped um, we're just kind of chill. Right on. Uh, doing the same here. I'm not going out to any bars or breweries or anything right now. So or this weekend I decided just to stay home. It's gonna be a me. Oh, I, I gotta do some stuff around the house. So I'm just gonna stay around the house this weekend because next weekend. It's going to be all the way live with July 4th going on. Do you, you have any cool July 4th plans going on? Uh, no. No, no. okay. Are they having uh, fireworks out there in in our old, well, my old city, but your city of Santa Clara, California? Um, not that I know of. Of okay. course, I haven't looked into it either, so. All right. Yeah, yeah I don't know if surprise, I, I think surprise... They didn't have them last year, but they they have them every year. So hopefully, uh, I just got to get onto the city website and they'll they'll tell us. Um, last year was pretty subdued. I think I just bought. Yeah, I think I told you I just bought a big old huge package of fireworks. Actually, it was a two for one sale, so I still have the second one. So I don't have to buy too much this year. Maybe I'll go and buy just like a few little, um, uh, like sparklers and and little poppers that that aren't in the pack, and that's about it. I'll be all set. Hopefully it didn't go bad. I mean, I kept it in a dr- cool, dry place, so I think I stored it well. All right, uh, let's get to the beer, and we'll t- we'll get to our shenanigans later. I got a couple things I'd like to bring up, but uh, let's get to that beer. Sweet. So I have from our good friends, our new friends up in Big Lake, Minnesota. I don't know if I've had them on the show before, but I've had a couple of their beers out here in Arizona. It's a Lupulin. Brewing, and I have their fashion mullet, and just like the name describes, it's um, business up front and party in the rear. This hot bomb is one part East Coast Haze Bro Citra, and one part old school West Coast Simcoe. Don't pick a side in this fight; you won't win. That's a good write-up. I mean, it tells you what hops are in there, and then it kind of leans into the name of the beer, you know? So, uh, okay. But let me pose this question to you. Okay. Which is the uh, the business in the front, and which is the party in the rear? The East Coast Haysboro Citra, or the West Coast Old School Simcoe? I would say uh, the Haysboros is the party in the rear. And the old school is the business up front. Oh, okay. Because they're more mature. So they're all about more business now. And Hayes Bros are are young and and like to have fun. 
There you go. Oh, okay. Very nice. See, I was thinking uh, the other way because, you know, East Coast uh, is uh, was settled first and they're the more mature. And now here's the Wild West. But I like the way I like the way you think. All right. Uh, so do I. <laughs> oh, I forgot to give the particulars. It is 6.5% alcohol by volume with an IB rating of 60. So here's the Eddie Gomez pop-off segment. All right, what do you got? I have from LCB. Uh, local craft brewery or what? Yeah, yeah. local craft brew. I have the, the I can't say it. Ermagerd. Um, Oh, you know, it's like, oh my god, but like, yeah, like, um, uh, yeah it was, like a, a, it was I, a meme, yeah, like a like a valley girl type of uh, awkward meme, uh, pronunciation. They're a slurshy, okay, and it's their raspberry shortcake sour fruited sl- slushy. <laughs> I've so, had their I've had their slushies here before, the Irma Gerd series. Um, have, you had, have we had this one on the show? No, not on the show, I just I've had them oh. here. Oh, okay. So yeah, this is from their unfermented series. Mm-hmm. It says, "Keep cold, drink now, don't stop." <laughs> and th- not too much. They don't have much of, of a website. They're they're on social media for for uh, LCB, the local car brewery. They're in uh, SoCal, right? Tehachapi. Tehachapi. Where's mm-hmm. that? Um, you know what? I I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was north, but you're telling me it's southern. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, Right now, it's well, uh, it, it's local, wherever it is. Yeah. Uh, it's about this beer. The Ermagerd is a sl- <laughs> is a slurshy. This heavily fruited sour series is made with real fruit and tons of love. Enjoy different fruit combos as we run through different flavor combinations inspired from our favorite smoothie flavors. Always keep cold and drink fresh. So again, this is a raspberry shortcake sour fruited slushy. Oh, yeah. is right outside Bakersfield. Oh, okay. So that is more the central state, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a what do you call it? Just a few miles southeast, actually. Like headed towards my neck of the woods. Well, <laughs> nevertheless, uh, Papa. <laughs> Their cans are very tricky. There's a place next to Tehachapi called Eric. Oh, yeah? That's what it says right here. Home of the Tehachapi Sportsman's Club. It's like a shooting range. All right. Uh-huh. Back to my beer. It is, uh, it's good. It's got the, the citric flavor all the way through. And, well, Citra and Simcoe, see, I always thought Citra and Simcoe were both West Coast because of, what was that one out of, uh, Shoot, now I can't think of it. They have the Simtra, right? The uh, Knee Deep. They're straight out of Compton. <laughs> Where's Knee Deep out of? Is it is it Auburn or is it Lincoln or? I think it's Auburn. Okay. Yeah. Mo- they- no, Moonbreaker is Auburn. Okay. Knee. I think Knee Deep is by there. No shit. I, I sound like an idiot when I do stuff like that. Like we don't know. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm Go gonna ahead. get the story later. I'm, I'm gonna yes. get the story later. Yeah. There's like eight thousand breweries right now. We know that Knee Deep is in California. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it reminds me of that one uh, Simpsons where they were yeah. supposed to air before the uh, the Super Bowl and they didn't know. 
and so they had their the yeah mo was covering his mouth with the yeah yeah yeah, the atlanta falcons uh bit that was funny that was the eugene robinson game oh was it yeah no shit though that's the one where he had the uh um the prostitute right well undercover cop posing as a oh yeah there you go um let me see here for nfl man of the year <laughs> Walter Payton was rolling in his green. <laughs> oh shit! The uh, um, but oh yeah, what are we getting to? Oh, the the yeah. So knee deep. That's right. The Citra. They have a Simtra triple IPA where they already m- married Citra and Simcoe together, and it's then it's a super. It's a triple West Coast, very a uh, hot bomb, bitter, uh, crisp, clean, very good, very very good blend. So, where they're coming at this as the Citra is the Haze Bro. Now, I know a lot of Hazies use Citra. It's a very good hop to use for Citra. And so, I get that aspect. So, it is hazy. It's got, a, it's got a, like a slight muted color to it. Almost kind of like it's been oxidized a little bit. I don't know if it's... Does it have a born on day here? Has it been a while? Eh, it's May 18th. Not too old. It's uh, just a little over a month. So I, I don't know what it is, but it, it does look kind of uh, got like an off color to it. But the taste is great, though. Got the citrus taste. Um, both Cit- Citra and Simcoe are very similar in taste profiles. So you're not getting a lot of variance or a big variance, diverse uh, flavor profile from two of them since they're very, very similar. So it's uh, it's good. It's got a little bit of a... Hmm... Uh, stringent quality to it but maybe that's just uh maybe i didn't wash my glass out very well see how this opens up later on how's your beer training you um surprisingly uh different than i expected uh i thought this should be more uh because you think of raspberry right away i think of uh the frambois lambic style yeah that that tartness like this Taste really good. It's like a smoothie. This is like kind of dangerous. I can mm-hmm. I can see pounding these like easy, easy. Right. So very palatable, good fruit flavor. Uh, I, I'm not getting a lot of sourness, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I just uh, right. I just this this whole style, this slurshy is very it's very unique. So I, I didn't know what to expect coming in. I, I'm digging it though. I mean uh, the 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 smoothiness of it mm-hmm. yeah it's it's different from beer maybe some purists will will, will uh kind of think uh this category is uh kind of a, 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 a reach because it's yeah uh however it's enjoyable so hey but there's a know, reason why pop- they're so popular right now exactly because i mean it, it it attracts to the the casual beer drinker you know not the one that's going to be hunting down the uh the, what do you call it the the whales or anything this, the, you know, yes, the, the unicorn hunter <laughs> yeah exactly this it's gonna you know um appeal to a lot of uh, people who don't drink beer right get them in the door you know yeah and again too uh just i the the the, the sourness is mm-hmm. really really palatable i think that's what what makes this enjoyable oh okay yeah, and I I can tolerate those up to a point, but like at some point, like my my stomach starts hurting from the sourness. Yeah, yeah you know what? I just noticed on the can, and I normally read it, so I apologize for not early. the The IBU on this bad boy is only ten. Yeah, 
Yeah, so the the bitterness is not there, and, and you know, the, a lot of tarts and sours, they uh, beers, they 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 get the IBU points for that. However, this one uh, is uh, is mellow. I should have read that and notice it, and it's a six percent point oh or six point oh percent alcohol by volume. So very nice. Hey, um, yeah, like I said, these things are very very uh, tasty. And we will rate these later on our untapped portion of the show. Just follow us on untapped. Search Cold Brew Podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back. All right. So now it's time for the beer news. All right. This first story comes to us all the way out of New York City. New York, New York. I think they're in New York. Um, have you heard of Stonewall Inn? Uh, yeah, they, they get uh, the credit for uh, the whole uh, Pride movement. That's people. right. Yeah, there was an uprising back in 1969, which started at the Stonewall Inn, that led to the um, the, the yeah the Pride movement and the uh, um, the push for equal rights. For what, what year was it again? 1969. For nice. the LGBTQ community. Um, I, I did a little research because I, I I never really I mean I heard of it so I you know I, I went on Wikipedia, you know you take 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 that as you as you will as you will, but um the, the Stonewall riot right yeah, and it started off you know in the Stonewall Inn and they, they closed soon thereafter and then in the building two businesses opened up and the original uh, original um, Stonewall bar actually closed down but there was another bar that was right next to it. Like in the 80s, um, they got bought out and then they changed their name to Stonewall. So it's still in the same building. It just it, it kind of moved around a little bit. But anyway, they're in the news. Not only because it's Pride Month, but Pride Month, but they also decided that they were going to stop selling AB InBev beer. And there was a bunch of protesters there. They actually have a bunch of bottles of like Stella and Bud Light and they're pouring them in the gutter. And the reason they're doing this is because they claim, and I haven't looked it up or or seen any stories um, about it, but I'm sure that they've done a little bit of their research, is that on one hand, while AB InBev is promoting um, equal rights um, for the LGBTQ community. Should I add the plus in there? They always, sometimes they have the plus, sometimes they don't. Um, that they are also on the other side of the coin, donating money to legislators who are anti-LBGTQ+. So there's very hypocritical of them. So they said, you know what? Fuck it. If you guys are going to do that, you guys aren't really for us. You guys are just doing it for your own um, marketability. And so they are not going to sell any AB InBev products at Stonewall for the foreseeable future. Uh, well, I mean, uh, seeing uh, uh, politics divide uh, a lot of different industries and, and people is uh, pretty common these days. Yeah. Uh, which is unfortunate. However, um, you know, at the same time, uh, a lot of people feel uh empowered by using their uh their i guess uh, what do you want to say their disposable income uh mm-hmm. to uh to uh f- what do i want to say like frequent 
frequent customer uh, companies that uh, serve their interests. So hey, right, nothing new. And at the same time, uh, I think you and I kind of uh, are conscious of stuff like that too. So uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm not going to be uh, too uptight about this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't call us woke, but I think we are sensitive to to a bunch of different um, communities. There you go. And. They also um, they also want to point out that they are going to start actively supporting uh, beers, and they're they're proud to serve beers that actually actively support um, their community, like gay beer. There's actually a beer called Gay Beer. We follow them on Instagram. It just says gay on it. And uh, then there's Dyke Beer. I never even heard of Dyke. This is the first time I've heard of Dyke Beer, so I have to look that up on Instagram and start following that. And then also Brooklyn Breweries. Stonewall IPA. I think they started that just a couple years ago. Um, they, I know I remember seeing it last year um, during Pride Month. And um, I was like, oh, okay, kind of cool. Because, you know, they are from New York. So there's a, a major craft brewery is brewing a beer called Stonewall Inn. And, and the some of the proceeds go to um, supporting the gay community. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, so, you know, leave it to Stonewall, right? To start a, another uh, protest. There you go. All right, let's move on to our next story. I mean, you know what? I, I kind of put these in order the way I want to do them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swap board, uh, the order this time. I'm going to save the se- our second story for last. But this next hey, story hey, is... I'm yeah. sure we have uh, listeners that are into swapping, so hey, they probably enjoy it. <laughs> um, I don't know if you... <laughs> I don't know if you remember. All right, let's move on. I don't know if you remember, but you did a story a while ago about like the top 10 craft beer bars in the U.S. Remember like, I think there was one in North Carolina came first or came in first. It was a USA Today story. Oh, okay. Yeah. But one of the one on the, one of the ones on the list was in Denver called Falling Rock Tap House and they are closing their beer bar after 24 years. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah, so we're recording this on Saturday, June 28th, and they actually closed last night, Friday, June 27th, according to this story from the No, uh, from the Denver Post. Yeah, what were the what was the reason? Um, well, I thought this was kind of cool, but let, let me uh, let me backtrack just a wee bit. But uh, brothers Chris Allen, Steve Black opened the bar in 1997 with more than 90 draft taps and a cellar full of rare and specialty bottles. It's been a destination for seasoned beer drinkers and craft novices for more than two decades. It's also known as the go-to spot after the Great American Beer Festival, where craft enthusiasts could find special releases and like-minded drinkers. Uh, Chris Black attributes the closure in part to the evolution of craft brewing and bar industries have experienced over the course of Falling Rock's 24-year run. There weren't always spaces where small breweries could sell experimental or limited release recipes. Falling Rock was designed as a place where these operations could showcase something unique and get the public's feedback, Black said. But since breweries have been able to open tap rooms and sell directly to the public, many of those beers never leave the breweries. And that's putting watering holes like Falling Rock in jeopardy. And I was thinking about this recently. Instead of... uh, the last craft beer bar I went to was the Wayward in Phoenix because I had um, Hilda Cardenas on the show not too long, so I wanted to go check out their spot, and I knew they had been there for about um, eh, about six, seven months, 
and I had yet to go out there, and it's a really great spot. But that was, a, and then before that, I can't think of the last time or even the last craft beer bar I went to. Usually, I just go to breweries now. But that's just you know my lifestyle. I'm not saying everyone's like that, but I you know I, I choose a spot for the weekend. I go there, maybe a second spot, and then I come home. I don't go to craft beer bars as much as I used to. Oh yeah, I I don't go to bars. I haven't really been uh, out much. Well, so, the pandemic don't help. Yeah. Granted, I mean, I do want to go. <laughs> you know, and it's it's getting back into that the the routine of of going out because you know staying home for so long you're not used to going out all the time but you know then there's also the you know what do i what what do i what do i do with my hands do i carry my diploma with me right (laughs) (laughs) but you know once you get in the swing i'm not saying you go out every weekend but you know like oh once a month you know here's our our you and your wife have you know like nightly date night or something or week monthly date night or something you know what i mean yeah, it's like once you start getting back into the groove, then then you start realizing where you. I don't know. Even I guess now, I'm more picky about where I go. So that's uh that's another reason why I just go to breweries. But I, they they make a point here, um, where you know the things are changing, and now that people can just go straight to the brewery to find limited releases and special taps and. You know, casks and stuff like that. Um, it's becoming more uh, accessible. So maybe see the ri- the writing on the wall. Maybe they're gonna open their own brewery. I don't know. It doesn't say anything. It's just uh, after twenty four years, that's a long run. That's a good run. I think they had a good run. So you're gonna have to find another spot to go to after GABF. I guess the beer stat lager house is gonna, is gonna be more packed this year. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, and one more thing I want to talk about. One more story it's coming up right now. I saw Vine Pair, and I, I saw the, the the what do you call it, the headline. I'm like, eh, I don't know about this. And then I'm like, let me click on it. Let me read it. So I read a few paragraphs. I'm like, hey, this is making fucking a lot of sense. Here's the headline. In 2021, who are beer reviews actually for? Uh, the enthusiasts. Um, it's often in regard to hazy IPAs, but, uh, uh, well, the word saturation pops up a lot in conversations about the current American craft beer scene. It's often in regard to the hazy IPAs, but it can also apply to the industry as a whole in 2020. The United States reached 8,764 for its brewery count. That's almost double where we were in 2015 and more than four times than the amount in 2010. Let's see here. Um, let's see. Beer. Then they quote. Or then they cite Beer Advocate, Rate Beer, you know, and Draft Magazine. Even though they're not around, these were all valuable navigation tools. As options suddenly grew exponentially from a handful of mass-produced light lagers to riffs on European styles, point for microbreweries all over the country. The reviews were worth the time investment, both in writing them and reading them, because people were still learning what different styles were, and the beers. Being reviewed, stuck around, one could read about a brew and then actually go find it. Considering the staggering growth in the beer industry since then, though, it's worth questioning. What's the point of beer reviews anymore? Is that kind of time and investment logical? When we're speaking of... Wait, did I read that right? Is that kind of... Yeah. 
uh, when we're speaking about professionally assigned research, written, and published reviews compared to quick 4.7 ratings on Untapped. <laughs> Who are these reviews even for? A quick scroll through Instagram or through press release section of industry news um, site Brewbound is enough to confirm that, yes, every day is a fresh flurry of new releases from breweries around the country. So, I, I, they're just questioning, like, do I, I'm, and, and this is a, a question that popped in my head when I was reading this. It, like, do I even read the reviews that people leave for beers? Like, if I know them, and it's on Untapped, I'll read their little quip, you know, or Instagram. I'll read their little small write-up, but whatever they write is not going to sway me one way or another whether I like the beer or not. Does that make sense? I, I, I'm i 100% with you. Um, I I just think it's, I mean, I'm sure they're, they're, there are the whales, you know, like they're the unicorns out there, but, you know, heads off to the unicorn hunters. And I'm... Deservedly so, some of those beers are highly sought after, mostly because they're limited, but also partly because they are really good beers. Now, we're not talking about those, though. We're talking about all these hazies that are being churned out at a breakneck pace or all these uh, slushy uh, beers that are coming out that are highly fruited, highly sweet. And really, I think a lot of them, hazies, slushies, uh, Celtics, all the all these new beers are they are reviewable, but it's like at the same time, like how much meaning do, do the reviews have? How much weight do the reviews have? Now, right. is it the person writing the review, or is it the review itself that that'll sway you? Uh, shoot. Well, that's the thing. How well do I know a uh uh? I guess a beer writer. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're on Instagram and it's someone you personally know is writing a review, that would hold more weight than, say, like a, a faceless article on vinepair.com. Right. So, I've been, but it was a great question. And I, it, like, at first I said, like, if you read that, it, it doesn't seem like it's a very good uh, story. I mean, or like, it, it didn't seem like an interesting topic to bring up on the show. But then when I gave it a chance, I'm like, I started questioning myself. I'm like, should we even do be doing review beer reviews on the show? But then I'm like, eh, it's a beer show. We got we're drinking beers. Might as well talk about the beers we're drinking, right? Exactly. I don't think anyone's tuning into the show for our beer reviews. Right. I think our our reviews and our report backs, uh, they're just kind of out of a courtesy to let people know what we think. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm I, I'm not saying you know. If I rate this beer 3.5 or higher, you should definitely go buy it. I'm just saying, I enjoy it. There's a good chance, you know, people who like the style of beer will enjoy it. Right. Uh, let's move on. Yeah, you know? they're tuning in because we're handsome. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> right. They like the sound of our voice. Oh, man, I hate the sound of your voice. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the sound of your face. <laughs> oh, this, it's even worse. I think, uh, yeah, so, I, I, yeah, it, it's a rip. <laughs> Lots of shit at that. <laughs> Whatever. And, well, I'm just going back to my point. It's just, it's a very damn good question, and I'm going to start thinking about uh, a little bit more critically now. Um, but then again, I don't click on the articles when they talk about beer, because I, I could care less. 
I, I just, I, um, I, I'm going to try. I'm just going to buy cans when they come to the store just to try. I don't know if I've, I, I can't remember the last time I actually bought a four pack. I think everything I, I buy is just singles. Really? I mean, I buy 24, you know, I'll buy 24 beers at a time, but they're all different beers. <laughs> you saw that that the post I put on Instagram on Father's Day. Oh yeah, your Father's Day. Yeah, that was twenty four beers, and and they were they fit in a case, and they were all different. That's so, funny. Anyway, beer reviews. Who are they for? They're you know who they're for. They're for the people, the person who wrote it to get. Their, I wonder if like a yeah, a restaurant tour who really doesn't keep up with beer trends. So when they buy beer for their for their place, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, that that that's good. I mean, uh, yeah, I, there are you know trade trade um, publications. I, I I guess you would say. Um, okay. So it all depends on on what trade you're in and why you would read that that particular um, site or magazine. Do people buy magazines anymore? I think so. When was the last time you bought a magazine? Oh jeez. I mean, I used to subscribe to like Motor Trend, like crazy, Sports yeah. Illustrated, Maxim, FHM, but geez. Yeah, I don't think I've bought a magazine in a long time. <laughs> right? Yeah, it might have been, been a gamer magazine too, geez. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I can't remember. I mean, I've, I've had Sports Illustrated and I think I had Maxim at one time too. Shit, I even had Playboy for a year. Like when I first nice. moved out, I thought it would, I thought it was classy. And then like after the <laughs> subscription end, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> yeah. They did have good articles in them. though. Oh, really? Yeah. Imagine like, uh, it's like, like the Maxim articles only, you know, instead of uh, um, scantily clad women, they had naked women. In them. But anyway, um, yeah, mag um, shoot. But the last magazine I bought was probably. Oh, shoot. I missed the joke. Oh. I was drinking my beer. I was about to say more than you know now. Yeah. <laughs> um, edit that. Edit that so the time he's been. You know your edits. I know. Um, I think the last was probably a, maybe a Sports Illustrated. Like after the Giants won this, this the World I almost said Super Bowl, the World Series. Oh, I think I bought that one too in 2010. Though I didn't buy the other one. Yeah, the Misfit one. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, that, that might have been the last one I bought. Shoot. Moving on. You know what time it is? I think I do. It's time for everyone's favorite segment on Cold Brew, because it's my favorite segment. It's time for the Cold Brew List. As we As proceed, we proceed oh. to give you what give you need. So let me ask you this. Have you been to the movies lately? Hmm. No, I haven't. I do want to go, though, because there's a couple. Well, my daughter wants me to take her to go see Paranormal Activity 3, but that don't come out till next year. Oh, really? Yeah. Did she see that Conjuring? Yeah. Yeah. She went to go see Conjuring 3, and it actually was the first movie to give her nightmares. Nice. And I'll tell you why. And and her mom and I talked about it because she's been watching all the Conjuring movies and, and you know, The Nun and what's the, what's the other one? Annabelle. And all those movies she loves. She loves scary movies. Her birthday party theme this year is going to be scary movies. However, she watches them 
in the comfort of her own home. So she's distracted, you know, she, she loves doing, for some reason, she loves doing gymnastics while the movie's going on. She'll do handstands and and put throw her body over the couch. And plus, you're at home, the lights are on. When you're in the theater, you're just there with the movie. You're focused. You're in the movie. It's, it, the sound, sound is loud and the image is bigger. And so I think because of that, because she said it was the scariest movie and then the scariest movie she's ever seen. And I asked uh, um, her mom, who's a big scary movie connoisseur. So she said it was good, but it was uh, the other ones were scary. The other, the first Conjuring was the scariest one. So yeah, I think we just think it's because she was in. Is that the, the one with the with the red demon there? Uh, you're thinking maybe Insidious. Oh yeah, I think I'm thinking that. Same same uh, writer though, James Wan. He's the one who produced those ones. Um, he also did Saw too. Oh, Saw as well. But uh, yeah, uh, I do want to get back to the theater. Um, I don't know if there's anything out that I really want to go see yet. Even though I heard that, speaking of Saw, I heard that Spiral movie was really good. So I'm just waiting well, for something that really captures my, um, um, what do you call it? Attention that I really have to go see in the theater. So why do you ask? Well, there is a, uh, well, Funny you say that where there was a like an agreement or not an agreement but deals made for um movies to be uh available to stream uh live or not like well yeah stream uh when they came out right i.e like uh like the, hbo the gods yeah on hbo max um or i don't know if what other um services picked them up um i think fandango has it i think because i think um what do you call it that saw movie was on fandango um, you can stream okay. it through Apple TV, and yeah, uh, Disney also uh, did. Um, I don't know if Cruella was in the theaters, but you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? So, uh, well, a movie came out this week that wasn't going to be available for streaming uh, 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 the same day as uh, the theatrical premiere. Hmm. What is it? Do you know what that movie was? No, I do not. F nine. The Fast Saga. Oh, okay. So they it, it it came out this weekend. Yes. All right, but you okay, can no, stream it, it. it. It's a theater only. Theater only, yeah. And that's not going to get me to go to the theater. I'll tell you that. <sighs> they they've kind of lost me after uh, what was the third one? Uh, Tokyo Drift. Was that the third one that was? Okay. Yes. All right. I thought that was number two for some reason. Ah, I forgot. But yeah, they it it, it kind of got repetitive. Kind of like um, how scary movies get repetitive. You know, each sequel comes out. Like how, like we talked about it before. Like how could we kill someone a different way? Pretty it's, much. It's like how could we race a different way this time? Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, so All right. why do you bring up F nine? Well, I have all the Fast and Furious movies ranked. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> So do you want me to go from uh, from from ten to one or one to ten? One to ten. Oh, one, one to I, ten. 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 I thought it was nine. Is there a You'll tenth one? Ten. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So number one will be the one that started it all: fat, the Fast and the Furious. Very nice. I like that one. That was a great one. Good story. Yes. Easy to easy to watch. Nice action packed. You know what I said when I saw this movie? I said, "Hey, it's like uh, it's like Point Break, just with race cars." You know? Right? Yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah, there, there's uh, definitely a formula. I'm not saying it was a new um, story, but it was a good story. Exactly. And uh, what's it called? Uh, the dead presidents. Oh yeah, yeah. Or surfers. <laughs> Thank you. Give me to Utah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two. Fast Five. Okay, I never saw that one, so I think, I'll take it. I think this is the first one they when they brought the Rock in. Pretty sure this is the debut of the Rock. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Number three. Fast and Furious Six. Oh, okay. So it uh, got better, or not? I guess it didn't get better because five was better, but it's the it was holding up still after the Rock got there. Yeah. I think this is the last one Paul Walker was in, right? Oh, was it? Okay. I think. I, I don't know. You, you, you're probably right. 2000, uh, yeah, 2013. Yeah, I don't know when he did. Okay. Here we go. I don't remember this one. <laughs> well, here's the thing. From, like, I guess six, seven, and eight, I kind of forget the stories. But uh, number four is Furious 7. Oh, okay. Yeah, Paul Walker died November 30th, 2013. So, yeah, you're probably right. This was probably the last yeah. one. I'm going to look it up real quick while you're, while you're talking about that. So, Fury 7, is this the one with the, with the, what's her name? Uh, Ronda Rousey. And they, they jumped the car uh, from one building to the other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember I remember that, that scene. I probably, maybe. Um, Furious 7, um, Walker was actually filming. He didn't complete Furious 7. Mm. So that okay. might have been the last one. Number five. Yeah. Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Number two. I've, that's the one I've seen, too. I've seen that yeah. one as well. Um, the, what do you call it? Furious 7 had Kurt Russell and Jason Statham in it. No, okay. but I, I do not see Ronda Rousey's yeah. name in it. Oh, okay. She might have been in eight. No, I still think it's seven. Because yeah. Kurt Russell had the guys um, go to Dubai to find uh, the uh, the person who did uh, the hacking. It, it's that one. It's, I'm pretty sure it's that one. Okay. <laughs> she, she's not a starring role, but she's in it. Is that, that's what yes. you're saying. Okay. Yeah. She's, a, she's like a, a, a henchman. You know, number seven, real quick. It actually got released in China two days before um, the U.S. I believe. Anyway, go ahead. Really, it's one because they're a day ahead of us. Never. Mind. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mr. International Timeline over here. Hey, you know. <laughs> or Dateline. Why don't you have a seat over here? Number six. The Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Oh, there it is. The one that yeah. made me stop watching. Right, anyway. Yeah, this one, uh, I mean, if you look at the first one and then the second one just had Paul Walker in it and they brought in, uh, they brought in, what's his name, Tyrese. Right. Um, and then this one went a whole different direction with Bow Wow and that Zachary Ty Bryan guy. Mm -hmm. And Vin Diesel was in it just at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. He wasn't in it too much. 
Hey, real quick, I'm still looking at the Furious 7 um, Wikipedia screen. We were talking about James Wan earlier, uh, the director and, and writer of Saw and, and uh, Conjuring and, and all those movies, um, Insidious, and uh, he actually directed Furious 7. All right. Good for you. <laughs> what the fuck? He really, really wanted to break the mold because when he came out with Saw, he was labeled as uh, the what do you call it the uh, um, the horror porn or, or gore porn, I think they called it. Huh. And he, he started all those movies like Hostel and and all those you know the really gory, um, what do you call it, uh, uh, scary movies. And that's why he wrote Insidious because he wanted to prove that he wasn't just a gore porn um, director. Way to show your worth there, guy. Yeah, well, then he came up with The Conjuring, which was a way bigger money maker than, than Saw ever was. Really? The the series, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, uh, continue with, we were talking about Furious 7. Or Furious, uh, uh, no, uh, Tokyo Drift. Okay. Well, number seven is just called Fast and Furious. And I think that's the one when they go to Mexico and they, they race through the tunnels. Okay. Been, and that's the one. Nah, one I'm like, taking a uh, word for it. The cartel leader was like doing like a little Prince in the Popper thing where he pretended he was just a, a lackey when it was actually him. Okay. I think that's how. That's, uh, um, what would you call it? Fast and Furious? That was 2009? I have uh, the whole, I have the whole saga here yeah. now. Yeah, Fast and Furious 2000. Okay. Number eight. Ironically enough, The Fate of the Furious. <laughs> right, 2017. This, this is that crazy one when like the rock is kicking a torpedo and all that shit. Yeah, they're know? they're on the they're on the what do you call it? They're on uh they're on ice and the torpedo yeah. comes out of the water or out of the ice and he's skating on it and then he pushes it off to to go blow up a tank or some bullshit. It's like what the fuck? Oh, it's so bad, man. So I mean I guess you know it's it's fun. And it's action packed and all that. So, this might be the one when they when they go after the the chick who uh, who's the hacker. I don't know. I okay. get them all confused. Yeah, boy, and, like, I, I seven, seen and, that oh. and seven might be the one when they uh, they go after Statham. I guess I don't know. Mm. Right. All right. Number nine. Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, that's right. Okay, I remember the the Hobbs and Shaw, the Fast and Furious yeah. present Hobbs and Shaw. Right. And that's when it's it's Statham and, and the Rock, right? Yes. Okay. And uh, wow, that one really really bummed then, huh? Well, it's really low and, on the list. And Charles Minor. Oh, he's Idris Elba. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He plays the bad guy in it, huh? Right. And he's some sort of super superhuman. <laughs> Is he really? He's got yeah, he's, oh, shit. He, he's got like an artificial spine and they charge him up and all this stuff. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, and then number 10 is F9, the Fast Saga. Wow. So and only because it's new. It doesn't have a lot of positive votes for it. Oh, what about John Cena? What about? He's, he's not in it. it. Well, I you can't see him in it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real quick. Uh, yeah, the Dude, fate of the furious. That, <laughs> no, that was good. I got it. That's why I left. Oh, okay. <laughs> you left hard. <laughs> well, edit in a bigger left. <laughs> I'll throw it in right here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
get the friends laugh track and just play it to the end of the friends show. Laugh. Um, yeah, the uh, the fate of the furious was the one where they go after the cyber terrorist cipher uh, played by Charlize Theron. Oh, okay. And and Furious Seven was the uh, yeah with Statham. Okay. Shaw. Yeah, Shaw. Um. So yeah, and, and I guess uh, F Nine uh, Dominic's strange brother, John Cena, is a deadly assassin. I guess. Yeah. And then the there's an untitled uh, tenth plan uh, tenth film planned. So look for that. Um. It was scheduled to be released April 2nd, 2021, but before F9 um, pushed back its date, so it might not be until 2022. A couple spinoffs with Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw, like you mentioned. Um, they are planning a, a female-led film. So they're going to have a uh, another spinoff with uh, uh, some of the female characters, and then uh, they're going to do a Hobbs and Shaw sequel. Ah, damn. So there you go. This uh, this franchise will not end. Isn't Vin, Vin Diesel like a one of the executive producers of this franchise? He's like making bank off all these. Uh, I think so. Um, created by Gary Scott Thompson. Doesn't show anything about Vin Diesel, but that's I just have to, I have to dig further. Probably he's in there. Yeah, but this Gary Scott Thompson, he's a. Uh, He's gonna. He's making bank on all these. Anyway, are you are you gonna go watch F nine? Uh, probably. Uh, actually, I didn't know if uh, we'll do it in the theater. Um, because there was a whole thing about like if if the like it's got like thirteen days to reach a certain uh, a, a certain dollar mark. Yeah. And if it does, if it doesn't, then it'll be available for streaming. Or if it does. Then you have to wait like the 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 standard movie DVD release uh, yeah uh, time frame. So I forgot. Don't quote me on that, but I'm just saying that there is a, a performance value with it, and I, I really think it's going to come in under just because uh, people start doing movies like they used to. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Even even being vaccinated, I still get. Uh, anxiety when when I encounter like a, a some place that has a lot of people in it. Yeah. Well, my whole thing is still is a uh, like communal space. I just I don't like sharing shit that people have to use. You know. <laughs> right. Like like right now I still like I, I my skin crawls when I have to go get gas. You know. Oh really? Oh okay. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm not Cause too because I, yeah. I know because I know I have to touch a handle. You know what I mean. Whereas, like, if in shoot, you know, but like going to to the, like the other day, I went to the Starbucks drive-through with my wife. But yeah. like grabbing cups that haven't been used before, you know, I don't mind that. Mm. You get what I'm saying? I like using the uh, um, my my touch feature on my phone for for paying for stuff. Mm. You know, because it, it keeps you from having to to, to touch the uh, to. T- they still make you touch the fucking screen to put yes or no. So, like, what's the point of even having that? But um, I guess you don't have to carry your card around. But I would like completely touchless pay system. That'd be nice. Um, but, yeah, just when there's a lot of people, I mean, I'm still uh, nervous about um, 
going to a 49er game this this season. Oh yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm still nervous about it though. Anyway, all right. How's your beer treating you? Good, good. Like I said, it it was an easy drinker. It did open up, and yeah, this. I mean, this is all just about the the you know having a a, a sweet fruity drink, right. like literally because they use real fruit. I'm not I'm not uh, using that in a negative uh, in a negative way. Yeah, you know. Yes, totally different realm and style of beer. However, very enjoyable. All right, that's cool. The one I had, I don't, I don't know if it was the same flavor that you had, but I, the one I had, I was like, eh, it's all right. It's yeah. a, it's a fruited sour. All right, uh, let me see. So you had, er, how do you spell that? E R M A. E R M A. Yeah. A B E R D. All right, you, you broke up, so say it one more time. Alright. Echo, Raymond, Mary, <laughs> Alpha, Hotel, General, Echo, Let's go. Radio, Delta. <laughs> oh my, here it is. Irma Gerd Slurshi. And which one did you have? What was the... Uh... I had the raspberry shortcake. And maybe because the shortcake, they, they like added some sort of sweetness to it versus just letting uh, the raspberry make it like a, a tart lambic. I don't know. All right. I'm no virologist. I just drink this stuff. <laughs> you just play one on the podcast. Yeah. There are so many here. Nah, nah, they... <laughs> so I'm looking these up. There's a bit, and they just have Irma Good, and then they have Slurshy, and then they have all the the fruits on her, and you know, there's one that, but there's one that local craft beer called Irma Good Slurshy, Shitlord Whip. Wow. Yeah, no kidding. You know, Shitlord is right. Yeah. That's what they call the uh, the 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 people who go and buy like cases of beer and then sell them for an um a marked up price uh. online. It's a uh, but the beer community has turned shitloads. Those are the people that read beer reviews. <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh, this one's reviewed very high. I'm going to buy a lot of these. <laughs> um, wow, there are so many on here. Say, say your, uh, what was it called? Raspberry Shortcake? Uh, yes. Okay. Raspberry Shortcake Sour Fruited. Yeah, okay. I found it. Yeah, that's what, that's, that's what it, it, it just listed as Raspberry Shortcake. All right, um, what would you like to rate this beer at? Uh, I'm going to give it a, f- a four. Okay, it has an overall rating of 4.14. None of our friends have checked in on it. So you're gonna, we're going to give it a four on the show. And what are your tasting notes? Uh, sweet. Yeah, sweet. Fruity. Fruity. And sour. And, yes. And tart-ish. Tart-ish. Not even tart. Yeah, not even tarty. Tart-ish. Tart-ish. All right, and save. Check in, and we are gold. All right, so this is Fashion Mullet, which is really good IPA. Uh, I, uh, I'm trying to. I'm struggling for the the descriptor here. 
so i guess it's a a blend east coast ice coast east coast ice coast west coast uh ipa i'm not a big fan of the east coast west coast ipas but as far as those go this one's actually pretty good i kind of like this one i uh but it's got citra and simcoe i'm telling you th those are some good hops they're very similar so they go well they are all often paired together if not all um if not separate well i guess that didn't make no sense they're often paired together so it it makes it's not a surprise that this one is going to be um high on my list so i like it i'm going to give this one a 425 because as far as like the the east coast and west coast um marriages of of the of the style um this one's really good now i looked it up a little while ago and i saw that it had an overall rating of 3.88 i'm actually i think it's better than that and also there is a dry hop version a double dry hop version that's actually rated even higher so i'm kind of uh disappointed that um ian over at grand control did not have the double dry hop version but maybe it wasn't available it's coming all the way out of minnesota mind you two of our friends Word. have rated it uh, for an overall rating of 3.38, Jose Alatriste, he gave it a 3.0. He said light hop, tropical, and a crisp, bright finish. Seems like he would have rated it higher because of that. But uh, And then Kane Moyer gave it a 3.75. I like this one. I think it's better than what they rated. But hey, who listens to reviews anyway, right? Exactly. And, <laughs> and I will... Uh, I will say it is um, citric and smooth. It is really good. There's no acidity, but there is a definitely like a, uh, a um, there's an aftertaste. I can't really quite verbalize or um, turn into words. So I, I guess I'll just omit that and just say citric, smooth, and Hmm. Yeah, I, I guess I have to agree with Jose, and I'll, I'll write crisp. If it is, I don't know if it could be smooth and crisp, but this one feels like it is. Let me try it one more time. Yeah, because I guess the, the finish just dropped off um, quite a bit. So, yeah. Citric, smooth, and crisp, and save. And check in. Alright, so a couple things I wanted to get into. First off, did you hear about the the concert that's coming out or that's coming up in LA? About that, some super concert. Yeah. All right, here we go. It's called Once Upon a Time in LA. Al Green, Snoop Dogg, Fifty Cent, YG, Ice Cube, The Game, Isley Brothers, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Cypress Hill, Three Six Mafia, E Forty, Too Short. DJ Quick, Warren G, George Clinton, War, Zap, Brenton Wood, uh, Blueface, <laughs> Tatiana, um, the Dog Wait, Pound. Wait, doesn't Blueface have a fight? Uh, maybe, maybe he does. Maybe he's doing it before. Um, the style no, you know that, right? He's doing a celebrity fight. Yeah, with some I, guy like half his size. Yeah, I, I heard about that. Um, the dramatics. Delphonics, The Stylistics, The Shy Lights, The Dog Pound, Sugar Free, Mac 10, WC, Exhibit, The East Siders, Morris Day, doesn't say anything about the time though, uh, Cameo, Lisa Lisa, 
Doesn't say anything about Cold Jam. Heat Wave. And that's when it starts uh, um, dropping off a little bit. Because I haven't heard of these people doesn't mean that they are not any... They are not um, worth... Oh, Rose Royce is in there. The Cover Girls. This is a big... This is a big fucking deal, man. I was like, holy shit. For people of our generation, this might be our Woodstock. It's uh, it's it's very uh, what do I want to say? It's packed. Yeah, I mean it's very uh, very solid lineup. There you go. I'm yeah. Sorry, perfect. Yeah, this is a, a, probably gonna be a festival style. It says uh, de- Saturday, December eighteenth, at Bank of California, and Exposition Park. So this is this is huge. So I, um, in fact, uh, when I was hanging out with my daughter today, my ex brought up the fact that her and her her friend are turning forty this year, and they're considering going to this. And I'm like, you should. I think the the tickets went on sale on the twenty fifth, and she's all, look at this. Uh, they say tickets start at nineteen ninety five. I'm like, really? I'm like, all right, that seems well worth it. Well, it's. 1995 to put your tickets on layaway. Oh jeez. <laughs> How ghetto is that? They have ticket I layaway. <laughs> but hey, you know it's it's July, and if you have like up until like say Thanksgiving to pay for it, who knows when? I I didn't look to to see the uh, the timing on it, but I mean you, you should be able to pay you know like a little bit here and there, and because like tickets are like 200 bucks. Yeah, and 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 that's I don't think that's including the service fee either. That's, but that's I don't know, man. It's it, after especially after a pandemic, and people have you know are are looking forward to doing something. This is this might be this might be the, the ultimate concert of of this decade, and the decades barely started. Yeah. When's the next time you're gonna have all these fools together? And who knows who who knows like what like other artists or celebrity might just jump on stage because this might be the thing to go to and they just might be in the house and like oh shit you're here like why don't you jump on stage with us for a minute so i, I don't know man this this sounds like a great fucking concert to go to like i said tickets are on sale now um right now i think the only ones that are available because they start like you know the vip's done um general admission is all you got and they have different tiers of general admission and i think uh i think they did it like uh, you don't get anything special but it's it's more like a a premium just because tickets get more scarce as, as they get sold out so um the but then tickets, again yeah they're gonna have a bunch of uh, seats on the airway that people bail on <laughs> hey you could you could be right man i wonder if they do you lose that money if if you don't pay for it all or they have to give it back i don't know i don't know the layaway laws in california have you ever put anything on layaway i can't say that i have yeah me neither i'm not saying i'm above it just i've never i'm not familiar with it so Mm -hmm. it's like something i don't do right if if i can't afford some i'm like oh i'm not gonna i'm not gonna buy it (laughs) i'll wait till i can afford it yeah if I miss out, then I miss out. I kind of like this these beers. Like if I miss out on the beers, I miss out on the beers. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spend more than money than I need to. Um. So yeah, that sounds like a wow, man. How many of those people have you seen? See, I've seen Snoop. I've seen Snoop several times. And then we've seen Cypress Hill. We have. You know what? The fact that I love the fact that they put Al Green first. 
Yeah. It's mostly rap. You know, you got Snoop Dogg, 50 Cent, Ice Cube. All these guys have the game. They've all sold, sold more records than Al Green has. But they still they they give they give it up. They put him first. I, I think that's kind of cool. Um, An homage. Yeah. Have you seen Fitty? No, I haven't seen Fitty. All right, me neither. Oh wait, he's gonna be there. Yeah. Oh. Wait, uh, when is this concert? December eighteenth. Oh okay. Saturday, December eighteenth. Oh, <laughs> Where's it gonna be at? Uh, the Bank of California and Exposition Center in LA. Uh, how big is that place? I have no idea, man. It sounds like it's a convention center, though. Yeah. Um, like if it was at that SoFi place. I mean, oh, wow. That, it, the tickets probably be a little bit more. Mm. Um, let me see here. I, I'm going through to see if you've seen any of these people. Um, the, the more the famous people that I think you may have seen. Uh, you've seen Ice Cube. I know you have. You told me. I'm still yeah. jealous because I haven't seen that guy yet. Um, I've seen him like, shit, I've seen him a lot. Bone Thugs? I seen Bone, yeah. I saw them on their reunion tour, like back in uh, like 2011, 2012. Okay. Um, Isley Brothers? No, I haven't seen them. Uh, the Game? No. 3-6? Uh, no. e Feezy? Yes. Oh, um, several times. Tusha? Todd Shah? Yes, several times. Uh, DJ Quick? Yes, but I only caught half of his act because uh, he was on earlier than I thought at a at a Rock the Bells concert. Oh, okay. Or I'm, or it might have been how the West was won the the Ice T concert. Yeah, it was still a um, a festival type concert, right? Right. Uh, Warren G. Yes, he was at that same concert. Okay. Um, George Clinton. And uh, and I saw him at, at the Snoop Dogg concert. I'm sorry. Uh, George Clinton. I don't think so. All right, uh, War? No. Zap? No. Bretton Wood? Uh, yeah, I saw, well, I see him at Music in the Park, yeah. Oh, nice. Um, Dog Pound? Yes, I seen them at the Snoop Dogg, you know, Dad and right. Corrupt and all them. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. to Nate Dogg. Yeah. Sugar Free? Yes. Yes, yeah, he really? was at, yeah. In fact, too, he came on after DJ Quick on How the West Was Won. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, they're, they're kind of like, I, I see that. They're hand yeah. in hand. Get it? Yeah. Get it? <laughs> uh, Mac-10? NWC? Uh, yeah, because i seen him with, with Ice Cube. Oh, okay. The West Side Connect. West Side! Yeah, yep. see, I can see fucking Ice Cube uh, coming on with, with Mac- or he'd, he'd probably have Mac-10 and WC come on with him on his set. Well, you know what? Too, they were beefing for a while. So the last time I saw Ice Cube, he just had uh, he just had Dub C with him. In fact, the last like two times I saw him, oh, it, it okay. wasn't until recently they they reconciled stuff. Ah, well, maybe, maybe they made up, and I, I could yeah. I, I could see Ice Cube doing a fucking West Side Connect fucking set during his set. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, exhibit. Yeah, in fact, we saw him when we saw Outcast at uh. San Jose State. Oh shit, that's right. I for, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that he opened up for him. And uh, yeah. wasn't Luda there too? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was Exhibit Luda and Outcast. Oh shit, dude. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, ex- Exhibit was first, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's probably why I don't remember because it was so early in the in the night. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, there's there's more, but have you seen Morris Day? 
Yeah. Oh, okay. That might be worth going. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. So yeah, this is a big ass concert, man. Fucking great. So super excited. So your ex is getting us tickets for her birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm encouraging encouraging her to go. I think it'd be great. I think yeah. it'd be a fun to do thing to do. I don't know if I, I'll go. I mean, I'd like to go, but it's just, eh, I just, it's just so far away, and, and then yeah. I have to spend money. I'm not celebrating anything like she is, but she get to hang out with her old best friend, and so I, I you know, I, I don't know if they're gonna go, but I think she should. And then her new best friend's gonna be there. And it's gonna be awkward about them fighting over <laughs> friendship. <laughs> and but you know, she and I, and then but she and I have been talking about taking our daughter to a, another concert and. Our daughter's really into Olivia. Olivia, I, can't, I always call her Olivia Rodrigo. Olivia yeah. Rodrigo. So we're, we're we're keeping an eye on her because she hasn't announced the tour yet. Yeah. But when they when she hey. does, we'll we'll take her to go see that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, speaking of which, uh, after you told me about her, um, H- Howard Stern mentioned her like a, a a week or so after. Yeah. And uh, he just kind of uh, praised her talent. He wasn't like perving on her. Granted, she is young, but uh, right. I thought I thought he was real mature with that. <laughs> but yeah, see, he's he's kind of changed his ways. Yeah. So I I get that and yeah, yeah that I, I I agree I agree 100. Yeah. percent She is very talented and she's good, and not only with her singing but her, I don't know if she writes her own songs though. That's the only thing I haven't looked that up. But her songs are very good, and she's um her her style is I I really I really dig her style. Or. So yeah, so that's uh, the latest. I don't know when the next concert I'm gonna go to for myself. I mean, I've, I've looked up stuff up. I think I talked about it before. Um, like the weekend's coming. And yeah, in fact, well, we had tickets for the weekend and it got pushed back twice already. So we'll yeah, see. and but but at the same time, it's during the week. So I, I'm I'm looking to go to some. I'm I'm itching for. In fact, uh, a couple weeks ago, I went to Bone House out there in Fountain Hills, Arizona, and they had a. Um, a single performer his name is i am hologram i've seen him before he's he's in the uh the valley he he does a lot of um he plays at a lot of places he's really good but uh, just walking in and, and hearing live music it, it was just it was great like i can't i really i'm really looking forward to going to a concert um even if it's just by myself again because it's i miss it man i miss hearing uh, no, people i'm with perform. you too the more we're talking about this, the more I'm like, damn, I got to see what's up with the uh, uh, stuff coming through. I, I know Shoreline uh, sent like an email that they're they're uh, coming through, and, and mm-hmm. it, it's interesting. Would you wear a mask or would you go maskless? Oh yeah, no, I'd wear a mask. No, oh, okay, yeah, that's what I, I was thinking about that too. Even though I'm vaccinated, I'd still prefer to wear a mask with that many people around. Like when I go to like grocery stores and stuff like that, I don't wear a mask. I'm, uh-huh. I'm 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 pretty comfortable because there's not a lot, I usually go like early in the morning. There's not a lot of people, so I'm pretty good. Um, at work, they say we don't. If you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. So I don't wear a mask anymore. Um, <laughs> sometimes I'll throw on a mask if I'm going into the backyard, in the back lot because it's all dirt, and it's just fucking dusty as shit. And I already have masks, so I might as well wear one. Um, but yeah, I I, I don't wear masks um, in general anymore. But if I go to somewhere like that, like a concert or a sporting event, I'll wear a mask. I just uh, I just don't. Um, you know, it's better to be safe, I guess, at this point, until uh, 
until the experts like the WHO and the CDC say, okay, you guys are good now. You don't have to wear it. So. Word. Word life. All right, man. Anything else you'd like to bring up on this episode of Cold Brew? Uh, nothing that I could think of that pertains to the uh, beer to world. the show. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we like to wish you cheers. Until next time. All right, that's it.